What is up, guys? Welcome back to Wrestling Crossroads. As always, I am one happier dynamic duo twisted alongside Brother Pyro. What up, y'all? And we are going to do our recap of Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor. That's like a mouthful, I swear to God. Oh, no, it really is. Um, so a majority of this, obviously, I'm very not into Ring of Honor. So a majority of this will be kind of Brother Pyro talking per usual when it comes to Ring of Honor. So take us through our starting match of the night. All right. Triple A Mega Championship. El Hijo del Vikingo versus Commander. In what was a very fun match to watch. They had a nice, a lot of nice little spots. Um, you could definitely tell how much this meant to both of them. Um, just coming from their Lucha Libre background mm-hmm. and this promotion. Because, you know, it, it really was um, very passion-filled. Yep. Filled, and I think that's one thing I love about the Lucha Libre style, style is... Everyone has such a sense of pride. Um, Picking up the win. Retaining the title. El Hijo del Vikingo. I, 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 I butcher it every time and I don't mean to offend anyone. Sorry. I mean, from what I, you know, obviously, I, I pay attention to the matches and... Just knowing the background would be a little bit better for me when it comes to these. But from what I experienced in this match, I got to say it is it was absolutely beautiful to see and to watch the back and forth. You could tell that both men had their heart in this match. So uh, jumping into our next one, we had the Ring of Honor six man tag team championship on the line. The embassy took on Blake Christian. Metalik and A.R. Fox. Anything you want to point out kind of about this match that you found really interesting? I mean... Anything you really liked? Um... Not particularly, just because, like, a decent match. Mm-hmm. Um, told the story it needed to. I, um... It definitely swerved us, though. Yes, picking up the win was the embassy, and we had heard rumors about Brian Cage's contract being up that night, so we had assumed, obviously, you're not going to, you know, cancel or be done with a contract and still have a title on somebody. Um, So we assumed, you know, Blake, Metalik, AR Fox, there was a lot of back and forth in this match, some very good heavy hitting from the um, team of the embassy as they are we're the bigger guys, but there was a lot of beautiful high flying done by Blake Christian and AR Fox. Metalik was one that wasn't really in the match very often. No, he I didn't noticed. get a lot of he didn't get a lot of time in this match. Um, I did I, I did notice that as well. Um, I, I I wonder why. I mean, in the small time that he did get, he did really showcase a lot of talent. Yes, but there's you know there also could be the reasoning of an underlying condition possible injury and that could be the reason that they didn't put the titles on on him yeah and kept him on the embassy i mean i also want to point out that it was brian cage the man who again uh rumor has it his contract's coming to an end is the one that picked up the win yes he was so i mean we'll have to just 
kind of wait around and see when we can about what's going on with this and uh, who their next challengers are. I'm kind of intrigued. Anybody that you would pick from Ring of Honor to be their next challengers? Nah. I don't even know who the roster is, man. I, I barely know who the roster is. I just thought I'd pick your brain, even if it was from AEW. I don't know. Give them, give them the elite. They're not really doing much of anything. Maybe okay. best friends in Orange Cassidy. All right. Trios champions. I don't know. I mean, I I could see them being put in a really nice match against the trios champions That's for AEW. Saying. All right, uh, take us into our next one as names are hard to pronounce for the... Athena and Yuki Karazuki? I think that's how you pronounce it. I apologize. We're going to be butchering a majority of the names when it comes to this. Um, I didn't really like this match very much. No, this match was very slow. Um, There wasn't a lot of standout moments, which is really... Which is really surprising considering Athena knows how to work. It didn't look like, it looked like one of her first times in the ring. Yeah, no, honestly, like she looked uncomfortable. She looked lost. Like, I I don't really have a lot to say about this match because there wasn't really much substance to this match. Um, But she will have a title. um, Athena picking up the win. She will have a title defense on Ring of Honor. Um, I do not remember who it's supposed to be against because that 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 moment was a blur. But I know she's set to defend the title very soon. Okay. Um, congratulations to her win. I mean, there's still. We'll have to just again. My my constant thing. We'll wait and see. Um, going into the next match, we have the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Smojo taking on Mark Briscoe, and for this, it was really big on Mark to, you know, have this match to cement his destiny, as he said, and to do this for his brother. Um, it was very hard hitting, but very slow, and I think more in the favor of Joe than anything. But there were times that Mark did pick up when or did pick up the pace okay. and kind of speed this match along in his favor. What do you say? Oh yeah, definitely. But and I think this this match probably told one of the best stories on the card. Um, just because time and time again, Mark Briscoe, it has been proven Mark Briscoe cannot get the job what done one on one against Samojo. Tag team action is a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But one-on-one, Mark has always fit. There was a very sweet moment in this match where Mark went to the corner to essentially tag out for his brother and found something in himself to continue and come back in the match and just kind of, like, go and, like, go through Samoa Joe. Right. But unfortunately, to mine and your dismay, the winner and walking out still your television champion, Smojo. I would like to see this match again. So Mark Briscoe still couldn't get the job done is what you're telling me. Unfortunately, but again, I'd like to see this match one more time and I'd like Mark to pick up the win. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, great show of respect after the match. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, 
uh, Joe's way of basically saying, yeah, no, at this point, you you're not getting this thing off of me. You can't get the job done. All right, uh, next one. Take us in. Um, Reach for this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, A match that we didn't really see advertised for the match, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Daniel Garcia. Yeah. I, I didn't really see it advertised. I didn't see it on the on the match card prior yeah, no. to our pre-show. Um, I don't know if it was like a last minute edition or we missed something here. Either or. Um, but I think this one was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it did tell a story of two different backgrounds, you know, Daniel Garcia being the quote unquote sports entertainer. Tanahashi being the pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. You got to see it. A clash of styles, which was a lot of fun. Um, surprisingly, Daniel Garcia, you know, going in alone. Mm-hmm. Nope. I mean, the last couple matches that I've seen him do, he has gone out alone. Okay. It's usually been afterwards that somebody from the Jericho Appreciation Society will show up. That's fair. But yeah, normally he does come out alone. At least in the last couple I've seen. I was just saying he did. He he did have this match relatively clean. Like it really wasn't a lot of backhandedness. Yeah, under underhanded ca- yeah. tactics. Um, picking up the win, Hiroshi Tanahashi. All right, going into our next match, we had the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship, the Jay Briscoe Memorial Reach for the Sky Ladder Match. Where we had the Lucha Bros taking on the Kingdom, taking on Top Flight, Russian Drillistico, and Ozzy Open. There was a lot of chaos in this match. It's a ladder match, five teams, all vying for one very precious goal. It was going to be a train wreck. So tell us some of the peak moments that you remembered, that you kind of had with this match. Ooh. Um... Well, one thing I do want to point out is that there are three sets of brothers in this match. Okay. Um, Inusha Jalisico, mm-hmm. Top Flight, and the Lucha, Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. I, I found that really interesting. I mean, I, I find that very interesting as well. It's great that you have so many brothers that go into this match, especially when this is a memorial for a fallen brother. Exactly. Um, I know that, unfortunately... A member of Top Flight is now. Oh my God! Out. No, that was. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! No, no. Dante Martin, rest up. Get well soon. Um, a man's ankle should not look like that ever. His foot was backwards. Yeah. Like no, no. Pyro, you okay? No, that was okay. So when I was younger, I broke my ankle. Yes. Not necessarily with that severity, but, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, a little bit of PTSD and a lot of, um, that was uncomfortable to watch. Yes. Obviously, you don't plan for injury or anything, um, so and it sucks to see it happen, but, oh my god, the way that it, no. Because it was a very simple, very basic spot. Like, it was, you, you know, the sunset flip. From the ladder to the outside or whatever. I think they were going through tables. And I think this happened with one of the Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken. But like, you know, a very subtle A very normal spot, spot that should have been something. That, a very routine spot in a ladder match. Yeah. and Or for any of these teams as they're all high flyers. 
For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, but routine spot, and it kind of got gypped in a way. Yeah. So get well soon. My my well wishes to you, sir. Um, you hate to see it happen, and I never want to see it happen again. <laughs> Especially to that severity. But let's talk closing moments mm-hmm. and winners. Um, closing moments were pretty nice. We had. The Lucha Bro, or one of the Lucha Bros, I cannot remember which one off the top of my head. I believe it was Ray Phoenix was climbing the ladder and you had both members of the kingdom trying to stop him, but to no avail, unfortunately, on their end. Uh, Your winners coming out of the memorial ladder match, the Lucha Bros. I want to talk post-match after... Yes. After everything was all said and done, mm-hmm. out comes Mark Briscoe to congratulate the new champions. He comes out with the original belts that are set to be retired. Yeah. The Lucha Bros walking up with... The new belts. Yep. And then also out from the back to, again, another sign of respect, another congratulations, FTR, who I think it's very fitting considering the last tag team title match involved FTR. Yes. Because they had walked in as champions, mm-hmm. lost to the Briscoes. We then lost Jay Briscoe. And then we're this. Yeah, it was a beautiful sign of respect. They all hugged. Um, you could see the emotions, obviously, on everybody. Um, the Lucha Bros were very happy to have won the titles. And then the Kingdom also came up and had a very sweet moment with um, Mark Well, you got to think about it. They're the only AEW, or, I'm sorry, the only Ring of Honor original team yes only original ring of honor guys in this whole mix Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and there was some storied history between a couple of the members of them of the kingdom uh specifically matt taven and roosh battle um their battles over the single ring of honor world title Mm -hmm. in the past so i thought that was fun to kind of storytell in this match Mm-hmm. But going into the, what I want to say is the co-main event, ROH Pure Championship, Wheeler Yuta, Wheeler Yuta, I cannot speak tonight. Apparently not. And could... Shibata. Thank you. Because... Last name is Shibata. We're going to go with that. No way I'm butchering that Kats- person. Katsuri... Shibata. Shibata. My goodness gracious. This match definitely told a lot of respect, um, or told a lot of story, especially with the fact that Willa Yuta called him out, called out Shibata to st- kickstart this whole thing. They had their time in the past. They trained together and all. That was his mentor. Yep. And all Wheeler really ever wanted was respect from him, had respect for him, you know, and always had the, what can I do to get better? What can yeah. I do to get better? What can I do to get better? Yeah. And I think um, Shibata telling him you lack the fire mm-hmm. and drive to really do something. I think really he, he, really took, he really took that to heart. And I think this him calling him out for this match was a way to prove to him like, hey, I have that now. I have exactly what you said I was missing. Yeah. Um. So for those of you not necessarily familiar with what a pure wrestling match is in ring of honor you have three rope breaks 
Um, it's usually about a 20-25 minute time time limit. Um, once all three rope breaks are exceeded, um, any pin or submission in or near the ropes will be considered legal. Mm-hmm. You get one closed fist to the face. Warning. Before you are disqualified, because if it, after the first one, it is a warning. Anything after that will result in immediate disqualification. Guess what? You lose. Yep. Um, close fist to the body were always acceptable, and it was only over open hand to the face. Um, obviously, exception being low blow. So, with that being said, um, Shibata really did a good job of forcing Wheeler to use up at least two of those. One being a rope break and one being a close No, both were rope breaks. He also got a warning for a close fist. He did. He did get a warning for a close fist. Um, he did. He was also able to get away with a low blow, mm-hmm. but that a ref- the referee didn't see. But he also did exert two rope breaks. Okay, I'm might have missed a little bit of the yeah. match. So, with that being said, um, picking up the pinfall victory, your new Ring of Honor pure champion, Katsuri, Katsuri Shibata. Um, then you know he went. To adhere to the code of honor at the end, Wheeler kind of just left. Yeah, he wasn't going to shake his hand. He was, you know, trying to be a good sport, good guy. And Wheeler basically said, "You." All right. Going into our main event, we have the Ring of Honor World Championship: Claudio Castagnoli versus Eddie Kingston. I I gotta say, for this being a main event, the story behind it told spoke more than the actions in the ring and to me that's very sad the promo work and everything beforehand told a lot more than what these men did in the ring it was very slow there was nothing i could honestly personally get behind and there was no storytelling when it came to them being one-on-one what do you say um see i disagree because like the story the story going into the match, I think, really was told throughout the match. The I won't, I, I, I don't, I think you're lazy. I don't have respect for you because you phoned it in from Claudio to, uh, really, Eddie's want of acceptance and just want to beat up Claudio because he felt disrespected. Um, and you could def- like I said, you could definitely see that they that there was a lot of jaw jacking in between both men during the match. I mean, there was a lot of that, but it was just again, it was very very slow. It was nothing I could get behind, and the crowd didn't really seem too interested in it either. There wasn't any really points where you got a big reaction from the crowd, even when they were picking up momentum, even when they were. You know, you were cheering for your favorite person. There wasn't a lot from the crowd. So. I mean, yeah, I think the crowd was really dead for that. For that match, which is unfortunate because both guys are actually really, really good competitors. Really strong competitors. But ultimately, picking up the win and retaining the Ring of Honor World Championship, Claudio Castagnoli. Because no matter how we ca- how you call it, Eddie Kingston match, you managed to get it right. I'm honestly at this point. At this point, I'm convinced you have a secret voodoo doll 
or something somewhere. You're a wizard, Twisted. You're a wizard. You're a wizard in his life because every time you pick him to win, he wins. Every time you pick him to lose, he loses. What up with it? What up with it? What voodoo magic do you know? Eddie, go for the Ring of Honor championship for your next uh, title. To, like your next title. Go for the TV title? Go for the TV title for your next challenge, and I promise I'll pick you just to make sure that you get that championship because apparently I can make it happen magically from wherever I am. Um, and I'll make sure that you become the longest reigning TV champion because I will pick you every time just to spite Pyro. And at that point, I'm not even going to be mad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to find it funny. But at the same time, again, how are you... Out of every match we have ever called in the year that we have been doing this podcast, mm-hmm. that is the only person's match you have never gotten wrong, ever. I, I, not I have once, no not clue. Not never. I have no clue. How you do that? How you do that? If I want to know how you do that because I want to be able to do that. If I could tell you, I would. Because I want to be able to do that. Because trust me, I know exactly who I'd use that voodoo magic on. Yeah. In every promotion. It's only this promotion, apparently. It really it's is only, only this promotion. But I know who I'd want that, ma- that voodoo magic on. I, I, you know something. You know something that you are not telling us, madam. And I want to know. Nope. You going to you going to teach me one of these days. I ain't got nothing for you. Um, but but that does wrap up. I want to talk post match. All right. I want to talk post match. All right. Bring um, it to us. Post match, Willie Uta comes out to celebrate with his boy Claudio Castagnoli. Fresh off of a loss, Wheeler, go ahead and suck it. Love you. <laughs> Love you, no disrespect. Um, And then, in an almost intimidation-esque factor, they were trying to force Eddie Kingston into a adhering a, quote, code of honor, because Claudio did initially offer his hand to shake. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of started to trap him in the corner. Up comes Shibata. Um, with the backup, it turns into a quick stare down. Eventually, mm-hmm. champion and former champion Yuta and Claudio leave the ring. Eddie talk. Eddie asks for a mic. Has trouble with the uh, with the mic. At first, asks how much time is left. He's told. Spews off a few words. Um. Ultimately saying he's coming to... Talks about how Shabbat is a living legend. Um, talks about how he's not done with Claudio. Yep. Um, he doesn't care. He'll, he'll, he'll talk through, you know, going off air. Which is kind of funny because it's him. Um, but ultimately, he, he, made, he let his intentions be known. I'm coming for that title. And nobody's going to stop me until I get it. So does that mean you're gonna? So does that mean at one of whatever you know we get this rematch? Are you gonna go for Eddie and then you know so he can hold the title? Yeah, I'll make the prediction early. Eddie Kingston wins that match. All right, that's my prediction. I'm gonna laugh if it happens because then again, you're going to get the same thing 
than that you got from me tonight. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see when that rematch is. If we get the rematch. But me and Pyro did want to make a announcement as this is the end of our Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor um episode. Episode. So we're gonna be taking a break from Ring of Honor until we can get ourselves a lot more familiarized with the newer product of Ring of Honor. Because we think it is it is 100% doing a disservice to you guys. It is unfair to y'all that we're, we're on here. We're talking about something that, a product that we don't really have a, a lot of knowledge about. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us to not be able to give you guys all the information or actually know what's going on. Um, that's not fair to you. That's not, that's not right on us to only to half-ass it. And it's not fair to you guys who listen to us and are dedicated to our product for our information, for our input. Because how can we give input on something we don't know? But we will still be covering the AEW portion of it as that is televised um, until we can get like ourselves more familiarized, like Pyro had said, with it and get the Honors Club up and running on our end. Um, yeah, once we can get ourselves subscribed to, you know, honor club and actually sit down and really get in a groove of knowing what is going on, knowing who is who. We'll, we'll start coming back to you guys with, with ring of honor content, but. And we'll keep you guys definitely updated on kind of when we decide to bring it back, but we hate to do this pretty much just before the start of our second season doing this because we'll be hitting a year as of April 2nd, as of I mean, going tomorrow. In, going into our second season, though, we are going to still have a lot, a lot for them. Yes. So I don't, I don't think it's going to necessarily be one, 100% a big loss for them because they're still going to hear us very regularly. They're still going to get a lot of content. They're still going to be able to, you know, get all their information yeah. that they want from us. We got a lot more coming mm-hmm. Which in store you guys for will find out. season two, and we'll let you guys know that at the end of the weekend, end of mm-hmm. Mania Night 2, when we're back on for that recap episode. Yeah, we'll definitely let you know. We'll let you know everything that we have in the works. Mm-hmm. We just thought it'd be, it'd be fair to you guys to let you know, hey, this is gonna this is going to take a break. So our Ring of Honor ones will take a break, but AEW, WWE, NXT is still here to stay, and we are still here to give you guys our content. And we will see you guys. You will hear from us very, very soon for the NXT Stand and Deliver recap, as well as Media Night 1 recap. So we will see you guys then. All right. Later, guys.